Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers and today we are joined by Maggie Maspero from So Amply. Hello Maggie. Hello Kieran. Hello. So Maggie, tell us, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and once we've covered that we're going to go on and speak about actually making use of social media in a b2b environment which i'm really really looking forward to but first of all let's let's introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what what you do why do you know so much about this space (laughs) of course well first of all thank you so much for having me on the podcast i'm a big fan so it's uh it's really a pleasure to be here um so yeah for the last three years i've been working in this space specifically helping b2b companies activate their teams on social media making the most of it for the company called so amply uh, it's a lovely startup we're based in london i do marketing for them and the interesting thing is that you know everything that we're going to talk about today i do this on a daily basis for my own company we are a b2b company and we are getting most of our uh, sales and most of our revenue and clients through social media by making the most of social media fantastic so we want to explore this myth and i've heard this time and time again uh, that, that social media is not for B2B and B2B organisations don't need to bother with it. We'll just carry on doing things the way we've always done them and we'll do email blasts and we'll do mail shots and we'll do things the, the proper way, the traditional traditional way. What, what do you have to say about that? I think that's really interesting that you say that because it's something we hear very often. We're very used to that sort of first reaction. No, not for us, not for our team. You know, it's a very traditional industry. Or or my favourite. We tried that and didn't work. It was a disaster. Yeah. It's like, well, what did you try and how did you do it? And were were all the pieces lined up? Were you doing it right? Exactly. That's exactly it. It's, It's a myth in a way that we can and we are trying to debunk on a on a daily basis because... People are just people uh, and social media is just another place where you can find them, where you can talk to them, where you can build a relationship and start a business relationship, really. So it's always it's just another medium uh, that you can use to find business and to build your business if you know how to approach it. And uh, so Ampli, you've you've got a great tool that helps businesses make use of of social media and really leverage on it as as an effective communication channel. I'm, I'm sure you've got lots of customers who are b2b organizations can you actually see the the kind of knock-on effect that social media can have if if a b2b organization is putting into practice correctly yes like what we are seeing uh with most of our b2b clients is that you can actually see within the first 30 days you can have an increase in prospecting of 30 percent what it means is that it's basically you're going to have an increase of 30% of people in your network that you realize are actually interested and could be good prospects for your business. Just because, you know, you are having more conversations, you are pushing out more content and you can really quickly and really effectively understand who is interested in that type of content. And, you know, if it's a good starter for you to to start talking with these people and build a a relationship. It it is, I think. When I've seen it done really well, what what it does is it moves away from this cold calling, which is just a numbers game. Like yeah. if you throw enough mud at the wall, some of it will stick. And that that's just, I mean, that is a way of doing it. And businesses have done that for, for years, but it's a very inefficient way of doing it. It's a very demoralizing way of, of doing it. So, so you see that as like a key strategy, making use of 
content for people to come to you rather than simply spraying out as much as you can and hoping some of it sticks. Exactly. Like, I don't know about you, but I've never heard someone saying, oh my God, I love cold calling. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite activity. I could do it all day. Yeah. I would do it also on a Saturday when I'm not at the office. It is. It's one of those classic lose-lose scenarios. <laughs> the people doing it hate it. And the people on the receiving end hate it as well. It's like, why don't we all just move on? Yeah, exactly. And if you think about your own experience as a buyer as well, Right now, what you're doing more and more is you go, you do research yourself. If there is someone you actually want to talk to, you're going to reach out to them. So being active on social media helps you, first of all, making sure that that content that you put out is seen by people. Yeah, what we're really seeing more and more of as we are becoming researchers as buyers, as B2B buyers. Mm -hmm. We want to go out there and we want to see what is out there and research that for ourselves. But if you are active on social media, then you can actively help people find you. Social media traffic has an impact on search traffic as well. Yeah, yeah. Quite extensively. And at the same time, you want to make sure that if someone wants to talk to you, they can find you really quickly. And one of the ways to do that is make sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date, that all your information are easy. If someone prefers Twitter, that you're on Twitter, you know, that they can contact you quite quite easily. And then LinkedIn in particular is is fabulous from an SEO perspective. Um, I, know, I know if you if you Google your own name, it's very likely that your LinkedIn profile will come up. Mm-hmm. The reason why Google likes it so much is it's very often it's the most up-to-date piece of content. It's got a lot of detail, and the detail is broken down into bite-sized chunks, which it loves because it can understand context and analyze that. So one of the reasons I always give for, that everybody should be involved with social media within their, their marketing plans is it's it's literally joined at the hip with the search engine r- results. A lot of people don't realize that, but of course the search engines are looking for social signals in social media areas to see what, what content is popular and what, what isn't. And that there's lots of signals those social media sites give off, like likes and shares and, and, and retweets or you know whatever the plat- platform is. So it makes sense, I think, to make sure that that's a part of your your overall background activity but i think i think what's really interesting about what you guys do is you show organizations how to leverage on content and really i suppose pull together that whole area of the sales team and marketing teams that are all pulling together in the same direction so let's let's talk about which channels are most effective because you hear all sorts of theories on this and some people say well you know it's all about linkedin or it's all about twitter a lot of people in B2B say Facebook's a waste of time. You know, what would you say to, to, to some of these theories that, that did the rounds out there? Well, it's a pretty good question. I think there is, as always, there is not one success formula that works for, for everyone. Every business, even in the B2B space, it's quite mm-hmm. uh, unique. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you understand your audience and you understand where people are. For our own experience, what we see works best is definitely LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is the first one to to start. You need to be there. You need to be active. LinkedIn groups could be interesting as well. Uh, Some of them now have just become a way of broadcasting your own content. Mm -hmm. So it may be a little bit hard to start conversations. Mm -hmm. But one of the great things that we see quite often is that people are starting to ask their LinkedIn networks about specific recommendations mm, I've so that. it's a bit of an ongoing trend isn't it exactly like uh, and that that's such a perfect way of finding opportunities in a very relevant way in a mm. quick way but mm. still very relevant and it's also it's always a value exchange you always need to really focus on value exchange 
for instance, one of the things that we've started seeing quite a lot is that some of our clients that are really happy with us would just recommend us to other people. So one of the things that you do quite often when you see something like that, you see a LinkedIn post, something saying, oh, hey, I need a new pest control for my chain of hotels or whatever mm -hmm. it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, does anybody uh, know someone good, someone I should talk to? And what you see is in the comments, people tagging their own providers or people that they know work in that space mm. because they really want to recommend them. So that's that's just an example of how uh, being on LinkedIn can, can really help your business. So the other channels, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, where do they feature in this? So I think... Twitter is definitely, again, very important, uh, in my opinion, especially for events. In the B2B space, we know that a lot of industry events are really important. Mm. There are like just a few throughout the years and everyone is going, everyone in the industry is going to attend. So for those, something like live tweeting and connecting um, on those people also on Twitter could be really helpful. Um, one of the things that we suggest quite often is to make sure before you go to an event to make sure that you look at all their attendees, look if they're on Twitter, mm -hmm. if there's any anyone that you really really want to speak to it's also a good idea you know to just reach out to them it's a little bit softer than sending them an email or a private message yeah. on linkedin it could just be hey really looking forward to this event i would love to connect and that just makes the whole breaking the ice when you actually met, meet that person yeah. so much easier in a way we it's not it's not great to just go on you know, even if at an event, even if you're good at networking, it's always a bit weird to, to do that first step. I think so. Those first steps, it feels more natural and less forced, isn't it? I and mean, it's interesting. So I'll let you into a bit of a background to this interview. Uh, Maggie and I literally met on the phone yesterday, didn't we? So I, yes. I was down to come and speak at an IABM uh, event and Maggie's boss, Maz, was also there. So we, me and he have been planning this for a while. And at the last minute, he was pulled away as something cropped up that had to be attended. So Maggie was put into uh, the place, really. But actually, it was great to meet you this morning because we touched base on the phone only briefly, but it was enough. It was like that first... I felt like I... I you weren't like a complete stranger to me. Yeah. Felt, and I guess, you know, when you interact with people a little bit on via social media channels, as long as it makes sense, right? Like you're both going to the same event. I know for the Brighton SEO event, they've got an app and lots of people have all sorts of bantery conversations before then but actually they get to know one another a little bit and then you'll see them meeting up actually at the event and it's so much stronger than doing the whole round of push a business card because that feels fake and false whereas yeah. this is this is real you know it's kind of sort of a bit of a mixture of coincidence and, and and function but i think it's particularly i agree i think it's particularly powerful yeah, for and again, not everyone's cup of tea, but if you are in a space where you need to go to events and conferences and anything like that, Twitter can be extremely, extremely helpful. Also because not too many people are doing it, so mm. I think this is a good moment to get into it. Yeah. Um, so you you can help you stand out uh, a lot if you if you just start doing it straight away. Hey, way better than just pestering people on LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, which <laughs> seems to be the path of the course at the moment. Okay. Um, when it comes to the other channels, to be honest, it's it, again, it just depends a lot on your company. For us, specifically, Instagram is not as relevant. We do it because it's fun. We're in the mm. startup space where mm -hmm. it's happening a little bit more. So we've tried different things. And it could be helpful from an employer branding point of view, which mm. is not necessarily something that people think about. Mm. Uh, but something like Facebook and Instagram where 
you know, maybe people that you want to hire or graduates are not on or not as much mm -hmm. on as um, other generations, it could be a good place to, to reach these demographics. Like if you need to hire people to make sure that they're aware of your company, what you do, what life at the office is like. So th it could be helpful for, for that as well. So I, I think the big thing a lot of people miss is they look for like the engagement starts with the website and why when you post stuff out or what people engaging with. And that's relevant. Yeah, that, that makes sense to do that. But never underestimate how many people actually just lurk in the background i mean i think twitter's a really good example of this yeah. like i very rarely interact with a lot of the tweets that i read mm -mm. but i'm reading them yeah. and i'm taking note of who's saying what and i'm sort of so a bit like you do in a bu busy room right yeah. you know you you don't necessarily you're not necessarily speaking all of the time you're sort of networking go around listening into snippets here and there jumping in if it's relevant but a lot of the time you don't yeah but you do get kind of case to join, engage a view of who's in what space and who's talking sense and who's talking absolute rubbish. <laughs> now, all of those things. And actually, I think people are doing this on social media way, way more. And it's one of the great things you can't measure properly yet. Yeah. But it's still going on. I think a lot of people realize that. And if you're not, if you're not there, either listening into the conversations or taking part in the conversations, you're... Well, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? You just, you just, yeah. You're just not going to be able to leverage on that at all. So, of course, it's not going to work. So, let's talk a little bit about sales teams yeah, and how a sales team can make social media work for them, particularly in a B2B environment. Yeah, I think this is something that I'm really excited about because mm -hmm. it's... Um, it's what we specialize in, basically. It's to make sure that sales teams understand how to leverage social media, how they can use their social media networks to build connections and find prospects online what we traditionally what we see quite a lot what we've seen in the past was that you had the marketing creating the content and pushing it out sending emails creating content for what it's called the top of the funnel <laughs> and then you had sales teams at the end they would have to pick up the phone call people close the deal make people sign on the dotted line yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the moment that you start bringing specific tools and a specific strategy into the picture, then you can really align the two disciplines in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can give the ammunition to the sales team, even the people that are not particularly digitally savvy, even the people that don't really know how to spell hashtag or, you know, mm -hmm. that are really not familiar with the tool. But you can take that expertise from the marketing team uh, when it comes to digital, when it comes to social, and really fit it into the sales team to help them, empower them, reach buyers. You know, there was a study from Google that showed that an ever-increasing percentage of people in charge of researching new products at companies are quite young or millennials mm -hmm. or even younger than that uh, and these people are online are on social media so mm -hmm. if you want to reach them and you want to be part of that first phase of evaluation trying mm -hmm. to understand what solutions are mm -hmm. on the market then you really need to make sure that your sales team is is there as well is present there as well yeah. Yeah. Um, and can be really easy to contact so yeah, it's what, you know, in the industry we call social selling. It's mm -hmm. the idea that you mm -hmm. can empower your whole team, your whole sales team to be um, active on social media, putting content out, seeing who engages with it and really leverage all the different channels that I they have that. available. I love, I love that as a concept that you sort of taking marketing superpowers and providing them for the use of the sales team. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, these are effective techniques that, that, that work, right, in, in marketing models. Why not apply them? to a sales discipline yeah and what i think is interesting is that it's not only a matter of marketing 
like sharing their expertise and empowering the sales team. But it's very much a two-way street in a way because you also have the sales team being able to share feedback with the marketing team. Like you really create a connection. For example, like the sales team, the members of the sales team are the ones who have conversations with the clients who would really understand their pain points, like what are uh, the challenges that they're going through, how a specific product or a specific service can help them. And once you build this connection and once you make the two departments work together more closely, also in terms of content marketing and social media marketing, then what you have is that you can really feedback that information to mm. the marketing team mm. as well and can give them ideas of you know what content to focus on, what sort of resources they should be putting out more of like you really build all of that not only on the analytics that you already have but also on real life experiences so what you're saying here is marketing can't just exist in their own bubble and just churn stuff out willy-nilly they've got to get feedback on it and exactly this is brilliant (laughs) but you know we laugh that this would be an alien concept in some organizations because marketing do just that yeah or sometimes in some organizations i've seen sales teams doing just that because they're not really gelling together the magic doesn't really happen there's a bit of a disconnect and it's almost like uh the two are in opposition when really we're all trying to do the same thing we're We're all all trying to just sell more so let's do it together so there are any can you share any proven techniques that that work in a b2b scenario in this space of course um so the first thing is to be consistent Mm -hmm. it's very important that once you start being on social media you just don't do it like once every three months yeah. uh you you have to be there you have to um you can test different things test different mm-hmm. uh frequencies uh but it's really important that once you give it a shot you give it like a proper shot mm-hmm. it's not just a one-off yeah um the other thing i would say is uh to make sure that you spend some time not only posting content out and mm-hmm. we're gonna see in a moment how you can do it in the most i guess effective way Mm -hmm. from a mm, time-saving point of view Um, but it's also so not only that put content out but also take some time to do exactly what you were talking about earlier which is to read to listen Mm. Uh, what are other people talking about is this something that I should be interested in should I jump on this um what are some of my competitors doing what are some of the salespeople in my uh, space doing to make sure that they talk to people is there anything i can learn about it i mean one of the great things of social media is really that it's all out there uh in a way especially on twitter uh, to an extent on linkedin as well Mm -hmm. so you can really really um learn i love that and i I think i've learned a lot just by lurking in dark corners and listening to what's what's going on and and you do. You come across stuff that doesn't work or that puts people in a very bad light. Yeah. And you come across stuff that's really, truly remarkable in the real sense of the word. In that, it's so brilliant. I will talk about it. I will remark on it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's kind of what you what you need to aim at. I think all too often the tendency is to just churn out stuff for the sake of it, and actually that's not going to help anybody. It needs to be really good. Yeah. So you need to have a very good gauge on what else is out there. Mm-mm. Who are the best voices in this space? What are they doing? And and then the next step on from that is how can you do it better? You know, what insights and experts do you have access to that you could really leverage on in this space? And I think if you can apply that to some of your content, I've challenged the whole audience out there to think about the last four or five weeks. When what pieces of content have you come across? that are truly remarkable and I know for all of you there will be certain real standout pieces 
And you can start to analyse, well, what, what, what was that? Why, particularly in a business-to-business business yeah. space, what was it about that that made it really, really good? And how could we start aspiring to that kind of quality? Yeah. And I'm a great believer that, actually, yes, you do need regular stuff, but far better to have maybe one or two really good thought leadership pieces that are really thought long and hard about and researched and done 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 your homework on than it is to just push out you know another 20 30 badly written hurriedly rushed off short two 300 word pieces that you're going to splatter everywhere across the social sphere yeah no i agree and especially when it comes to i don't know writing a, a blog for for linkedin for instance mm, we can mm. all um, put articles out on linkedin I think it's really think about what is the one thing that I'm true. I feel like I'm truly an expert in mm-hmm. what is the topic that I feel confident that I can talk about and it is going to be very helpful for the people in my network. And that's that's where you need to start. This is how you can create your niche and become a sort of the go to person for that specific topic. And that's what's going to help you eventually, uh, even if you're in sales, you know, have people come to you which is sounds like a dream come true <laughs> yeah but it, it does work like that you know if you get people you push out a nice thought-provoking content piece and people within your network comment on it you gain a real insight into who's really interested and actually the fact that they've gone actually that was really interesting thanks or i really enjoyed this or have you thought about that that tells you that they're thinking along similar they're interacting yeah. with the content and that's that's definitely a really good foot in the door you know that's the time to start not making a sale and going in for the for the for the kill like that it's about building that relationship right but they've yeah. they've put their hand up and said actually what you did there was was interesting this is what i think and actually that's very similar in a way to that first foot in the door when you're both going to the same event or, or what have you it works in that way yeah yeah i think we should think about it in a very similar way um to how we think about traditional sales in general it's just a different meaning as we were saying at the beginning because you know you wouldn't just try to do the hard sales straight away when you met, met someone especially in b2b the the sales cycles can be very very long yeah. uh, you need to understand the business you need to understand where your solution fits into the business um how you can add value which stakeholders you need to get involved so again if you start that conversation in a way or even if you've started that conversation but at the same time you can use social media to make sure that the prospect of the person doesn't forget about you and mm-hmm. you keep adding value yeah. and keep answering the uh, questions that they may be asking mm-hmm. that's when really you know it becomes powerful you do i love an, an, an analogy as mm-hmm. anyone listens to podcasts now and i do forgive me if i've used this one before it's a particularly graphic one but you know it's it's the age-old joke of the the you know goes down like a french kiss at a family reunion it's like <laughs> you know on first meeting you don't want to go straight in for tongues you've got to build this relationship a little bit get to know one yeah. another first that's see that's how relationships work and okay that's talking about a bit more of a sexual relationship which is what makes the whole analogy a bit more amusing but <laughs> relationships are like are like that you know I, I we've all been at those parties where you meet somebody who's just a little bit too full-on and they're just a little yeah. bit too much too soon and actually that sets us on edge and we're like, oh, I don't know, this could be a bad thing. And you don't want to be, you don't want to be that, that, yeah. that person. And yet in the world of business, we're so obsessed with buy our stuff and making the sale. We become that person. Yeah. You know, we become that person in the social media room that people start to avoid. It's like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> too much, a bit too, too upfront, a bit, yeah. bit forward. 
to the point that you're almost scared of interacting with their content because you yeah, think you're gonna so, get whoa, like oh yeah, yeah, ten thousand yeah. emails. No, yeah. it's it's a good the, balance. The there. business equivalent of a bunny boy. That we don't yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. What well, we use the, the analogy we use that simply is um, you know you wouldn't ask someone to marry you on the first date. No, exactly. So <laughs> you need that. to. That's a, that's a nicer way. That's a nicer <laughs> way, but less graphic. So, how do we kind of effectively use? content on social media you know where do you think companies do go wrong is it all about being too forward and too upfront this is one of the mistakes that we see most often i would say um but in general i think a good guideline to keep in mind is to follow what we call the 80 20 rule mm -hmm. um so it would be 20 percent of the time you're allowed to promote your services your you know you can talk about yourself you can uh, really share your great achievements and that's great mm -hmm. but then for the remaining 80% mm. you need to make sure that you actually add value to, to your network so that you share thought leadership mm -hmm. um, research is a thing that we are all really really interested in you know we want we can benchmark our own activity against the ones of uh, people in the industry so mm. if you have any data that you're allowed to use in that sense this is always very very helpful um, and in a way you know you're still promoting your business you're still making people come to your website but in a way that actually makes them feel like they're gaining something in the process yeah, you're like, not begging for for yeah, their time and their I, attention i like that and i think i do all, increasingly i look at all social media platforms as like a party you know there are different types of party i spoke about that that today didn't i and and actually you know linkedin is much more like a business networking party mm -hmm. but it's still a, a party and and same social conventions still exist so actually you don't want to be the guy at the party that just always talks about himself or herself because that's that's dull right it's yeah. like oh you want to be taking an interest in other like a genuine not a fake a genuine interest and actually you know interacting with other people in the room like you would do in in real life and taking an interest in in them and what they're um sharing i think within linkedin it's far better to keep that within a business context if you start asking too many questions <laughs> yeah. about their personal life and stuff that can be a little bit whereas in a face-to-face -face, that can sometimes be a bit more appropriate i've never really found that yeah. so on, on linkedin it's a, it's sort of slightly removed from that personal but it's a good stepping t stone to that that, yeah. that place when you do meet face to face okay interesting yeah. so so what's best practice in terms of coordinating sales teams and marketing teams because i'm really interested in in the, in the yeah I, I just think only because i've seen so often they're just at war with one another chucking brick bats over a wall um, yeah. and sales blame marketing that they're not getting the right type of leads and marketing blame sales because they're not closing their deals and and so it, it carries on yeah, I think, again, it's something that anyone who has worked at a large company or even at a small one <laughs> can probably relate to, that there is this um, this sort of war or, well, friendly war, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, of like, oh, no, it was because of me. No, it was because of this, yeah. uh, what you did. <laughs> um, so I guess the best practice is to just make it extreme, as always, as quite often is the case, is to make it extremely easy for them to, to work together. Mm -hmm. um, so to come up with a strategy that is backed by both the sales leadership and the marketing Great. leadership um, to you know really understand what the objective is uh, and how we can work together for this. It's, it doesn't have to be painful. Like mm -hmm. A lot of people think it may be uh, painful, but the moment that you start working together on... A social selling program in reality you're actually helping everyone and mm -hmm. you can really showcase that so from the marketing point of view you're giving uh, them an extra 
way of amplifying and distributing the content, the content that they spend so much time and, you know, hard work on and that they just want to get as many people to see as possible. And at the same time, you give them a lot more. If you have a dedicated platform, you give them a lot more data that they can analyze and understand. So it's not only the uh, data that they could get from their um, official social media channels mm -hmm. or their emails that they send out. You also have all the networks of all your salespeople and you can really understand what that audience, which is extremely relevant to you, mm. uh, what it is that they like, what it is that they want uh, to interact with, what it is that they you know, they're really interested in as a topic. So that's extremely, if this is clear, then it doesn't become, oh, I don't want to give my content to sales, my precious content. It's mm. really, oh, I can get so much more if I mm. activate the sales team as well and get them yeah. to share. Yeah. And on the other hand, for sales teams, I mean, it's, it's just so much easier than having to copy paste things into the into their LinkedIn or into their Twitter. You know, it's just one place. You go in there three minutes a day. You push all your content out. You can see what works. You can see what doesn't. Uh, you can get amazing insights in a very simple way uh, about the people that you're trying to talk to to mm -hmm. help you understand them better and find an opening. So again, you just, you're just doing something that is quite a lot more fun than cold calling, but can give you the same results. Mm. And the a lot of the anxiety that you could have if you're not very sure about social media if you don't have much social media confidence it's completely taken away because mm. everything is approved everything has this sort of you know it's has uh, been approved by the marketing team mm. and you know that you're good to share and it's the most updated information you know is what the company is trying to do right now certainly we were talking about this a little bit earlier but having everything lined up so it's ready to go um, I mean, this is something we do at, at Target Internet. It saves so much time. So every time we produce a blog post, yeah. you know, we've got team members who will make sure we've got um, suitably sized graphics. Uh, as we found, if we include a, an image with each social post, generally get more interaction with them mm -hmm. than not including an image. So we'll always have suitably sized up graphics, but for all the multiple platforms that we might use it on, so Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google+, uh, Instagram, they've all got slightly different sizes yeah. that work really well. And it's so lovely for me in pushing the content out as part of my role and as what I do, um, is to have everything there lined up, ready, yeah. to, ready to go. So I guess that's really what you're saying with the sales teams. You know, they need all of that work to be done so they can just get on and do what they, they, they do. And it's not hard to do if you've got the systems in place. And I think that leads us nicely on to talking about so amply. I, 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 having I've never come across it before actually and that uh, really found it interesting it's it's a there are a lot of tools out there enable you to share content on lots of different social networks but I think what's particularly impressive about so amply is you've really thought about you know how do people in a in in, in a business environment how do they need to interact and um, leverage on these social channels and that's what you've built a tool around around doing and I can see actually yeah I can see how it would be particularly beloved by sales teams and marketing teams because we're all I've been in both roles and it's an extremely busy role yeah. um, there's not a lot much time to fuss about with stuff you need to go on and get it done because you've got a to-do list like nothing else in, in both those roles yeah. and actually that's what you've really focused on creating a really simple to use interface um, I know you use the, the phrase it's kind of stupidly simple but yeah. it is it's, it's, it's nice and nice and clear so it does that but it does some extra stuff on top of that which I think really makes it, it shine do you just want to share with us what those things are um, so yeah like we take the fact that um, a few of our 
use this I've called it um, stupid simple as a big compliment <laughs> you know we're, we're really proud of that it's exactly what we are trying to do so even if you don't have any social media confidence even if you're really shy uh, from a social media point of view you can use it it's literally two clicks uh, it is that simple um, but the other thing that it helps you so it helps you share content it helps you schedule it in advance you can even set up your own automated queue so that you know um, if you know that um, your audience is online in the morning during the morning commute and in the evenings you can just set those lots up and then you just add the post to the queue and they will go out when you want them to so this is like the big uh, the first big part of it but then we also have the other uh, aspect which is we bring you a lot of real-time insights that can really really help you understand your prospects better understand mm -hmm. your clients your partners analyze what is their social media activity mm -hmm. what to the point of what publications are they reading mm -hmm. what uh, influencers are they talking to or retweeting content from so you can really in just a few minutes the information is really simple it's you know it's really the information um, is showcased in a very simple way yeah. you can read it quite easily and straight away you can do something about it it, it is I, I was impressed with it. it's very actionable what you see see there and you don't have to have you know detailed knowledge of, of, of social media platforms and how they work to be able to see ah, okay this is this is interesting there's there's some leads that we could follow up here I think I can imagine particularly powerful for taking a look at what's working particularly effectively for maybe partner organizations or maybe even com competitors yeah. but the you know the insights you can gain from that from your insights part of the tool is is phenomenal I've not seen anything quite like it really really good and to have that integrated with you know the actual platform where you're posting this stuff out it just seems that little bit more joined up it's cool so if we want to find out more about so amply and and any kind of like help and assistance you can give us in this space uh, where do we go and what what do we, what do we do what do you have so um well soamply.com <laughs> that's the the place to go you can find all our information so that's, so that's s o a m p l i yes yep. correct.com uh, you can find us on twitter and linkedin and of course all other social media platforms yep. um and yeah this uh you know it's been so much fun oh, fantastic and you mentioned you've got a book of tips oh yes yeah tell me about that so we just released this little of you know um a kind of end of year present for all our readers it's just a ebook full of really actionable really easy social media tips so especially if you're just start getting started with uh, social selling if you're just getting started using social media uh, to grow your business it we just give you a lot of tips uh, and these are things that you don't need specific tools to do uh, it's just okay when it comes to twitter when it comes to linkedin what should i do how can i reach more people how can i do anything that is good yeah. Well, well, we'll include a link to that in the show notes. For any of you Thank new you. to the podcast, if you go along to targetinternet.com forward slash podcast, and you can get to all of the shows. Each show has a, a list of show notes. We'll include a link to that specific resource. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of tips and things because actually you, you can cover a lot of ground quite quickly and then start digging in behind a, you know some of the thinking behind those processes, read up about it. It's a great way to learn, actually. Um, but there's instant things that you can try out. And what better time of the year to try out a few new things and coming into the end of the new uh, beginning of the next thanks for listening to the digital marketing podcast brought to you by target internet if you're investing in your digital marketing skills take a look at our free benchmark skills test and look at the wealth of online learning we provide to help marketers get up to speed and stay up to date 
just visit targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark.